Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 112 of the Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars Yoda Public, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, fresh off of a nice evening meal, is my co-host, Will. Say what's up, buddy. Yeah, we had a nice date. I might we- get lucky, mate. Wow. So we dated tonight for the first time. Usually we go out to dinner before the shows, and we just didn't. Months. We just haven't. Um, you know, if you talk to the Bad Feeling guys, they have tacos and stuff before their shows. We usually have some sort of, I don't know, greasy meal of some sort, like yeah. fish and chips, french fries. Our, our regular place is shut down, though. Well, we can't we can't, we can't all have things. No. Anyway. Um, and speaking of, we're sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you drinking? I tried a brand new beer tonight. I had oh, a, so proud of a Belgian wheat called Prankster. Yeah. And it's from North Coast Brewing Company right down the street from us, literally less than a mile. Um, I like that brewing company a lot. I had, what did I have there? I had their uh, new IPA from them, which is pretty good. And uh, right now, though, because I am continuing to drink, unlike some people, I am drinking a Hop Stupid Ale, which I've had many times on this show, but it was on sale, so I bought it. Awesome. You don't seem as excited as I think you should be. Awesome. Well, that's disingenuous. Uh, anyway, before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Take the time. Give us positive ratings. Like us and share us and all that. Um, you're mocking me, but I've got this down pretty well. And I think um, the consistency is important. I think people should understand that I'm going to say the same thing and they'll remember the things. So when it's time to do the things, they'll do the things. Okay. Well, there's a thing about consistency and the fact that you still mentioned Google Play and the fact that you logged in for the first time onto google play for like eight months the other day yeah google plays a mess that was funny. uh anyway so i don't know what's happening with google play if you're not finding us on there i think somebody actually said they're not so i'll stop saying it and or fix it one of the two word anyway um so we do have the timestamps in the show notes for non-sortor fans if you want to skip around um if you're listening to this after the fact if you're live in chat thank you for being there um zen and uh steve and skeen and all the usual suspects are there. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, and so that's uh, pretty awesome. So thanks for joining us. Have a beer with us, Yes, boys. thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, and real quick before we get to SWOTOR, let's just do a little uh, little disclaimer why we've been so inconsistent the last month. Uh, my schedule's been just borked. Borked is a good way to put it. <laughs> uh, I have been picking up shifts. Or, or as well. Trump would say, you've been schlonged. <laughs> so you got political? Yeah. Yeah, slightly. Well, it was just a way for me to say schlong. Yeah. Well, here we are, schlonged. So, no, uh, my schedule's been kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I, it has been. I have been picking up shifts on Tuesdays and Thursdays this month at, at night. So, we've been switching to Wednesdays, but that didn't always work. So, we kind of... We threw in a Sunday there once. Yeah, and so I feel bad for the people that uh, enjoy the consistency that we usually sometimes kind of want to have. So we're, <laughs> Usually sometimes kind of? <laughs> yeah. We're trying. Uh, we're hoping to get back on track, although, um, next week we'll be on a Wednesday again. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, so there'll be two Wednesdays next month, um, but the fr- the rest should be pretty consistent. So, um, definitely don't give up on us. We are doing our darndest. And to be honest, uh, news has been kind of slow, so it actually has worked out okay. Yeah, this is usually a slow time period for, for pop culture. This week, uh, 
was a big week because TV shows started premiering. So we're yeah. going to start getting some big news. Well, I have something to say about a TV show I've been enjoying, sir. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's not till later because we have Sotor first. All right. <laughs> See how I brought you up? That took you back down? Yeah, how about you go after yourself? Okay. Sotor time. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you. If you will only kneel. So to be fair, we've only really been off like maybe uh, off about a week or so. Right. You, we are, it's like we, it's like our first time doing this. I know. It's weird. It feels like it. Well, I, you totally like, jumped the gun there. I didn't jump the gun because I was segueing. Jumped the gun. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's, let's, as we always do with Swartor, there's not a ton of news. Most of the news this week has to do with class changes. Um, and we don't usually cover that on the show. So I wanted to highlight some of the community folks, uh, a little bit. Not on your screen. Um, so the count, uh, yeah, we, okay. We got a, I just said, I just got a text from somebody asking about trailer time. Oh, yeah. We do still do trailer time. And today, and this was, I should have said this at the top of the show. I apologize. Um, we've been doing trailer time, but the problem with trailer time, and it is a Patreon, uh, patron exclusive. The issue with trailer time has been there hasn't been a whole lot of trailers. And so when there's like two trailers, I don't like starting the feed and then ending the feed. So we haven't been doing it the last few weeks. Yeah, we're starting to get into award season, which is great because I love those movies. But they're not the most... Mm, awesome? The most... Uh, compelling? Thrilling. Hmm. Well, compelling is better. But Com- Compelling is great. Well, no, because they can be compelling. They're not the, the most enjoyable to have on this medium. Yeah. So, I mean, as exciting it is as it is to watch a um, trailer about... A period piece. Yeah. I mean, look... I. We're like the, the ones with explosions and stuff. Yeah, we, we actually did have three lined up, but we're going to be uh, putting them throughout the show. Yeah, so when we when we do it, thank you for tuning in live, those of you that are. We'll uh, we'll put them up. Excuse me. We'll put them up in the feed above our Punisher face over there. We're going to be talking about Punisher later, so I, I like that image. Yeah. So. Anyway, back to SWOTOR, sort of. Um, but yeah, so trailer time will be coming back. We'll be sprinkling them in this, this episode, but, um, hopefully next week we'll do a dedicated trailer time when I feel like we're back on track, you know? Word. Anyway. All right, man. So community stuff, the council, I've caught up on them finally. I can honestly say I haven't listened to them yet. And that's okay. I really need to. It's okay. It's actually a really cool kind of format. Um, four of our fellow guildies and, and just awesome people. Like I said, Elise, Redna, uh, Magic Ace and, um, Sakari. Um, all of them, it's like a talk show format. They do a little poll in the beginning. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a really good listen. So I'll, I'll have a link in the show notes to them. I really do enjoy, uh, that show quite a bit. Bad Feeling Podcast, I think they just published today or are recording soon or I don't know. I'm, I'm a little behind. Um, they're doing a Bad Feeling Bouvet. They had to kind of uh, put it off. And what they're doing is having a couple beers with some devs okay. and doing kind of a Q&A kind of thing. Um, cool. What was weird and I the re- main reason I wanted to put this in here is something, you know, every once in a while, I don't know, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, sometimes the feeds get kind of weird and wonky, right? Um, yeah, it is like the view for Star Wars. That's good, Zen. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put the, put the council. Um, but bad feeling, um, I know something got really weird with my feed in my podcatcher. So it never updated. So I was like, Oh, they oh, must weird. be taking some time off. And then I saw a tweet and they're like, Oh, we're doing this. We're doing this. I was like, what the hell? So then I went to refresh that feed specifically and it aired. 
And so I re, I re subscribed ah, and then I realized I was seven episodes down. <laughs> so I, I binged, binge watched, binge listened to, uh, to our boys at Bad Feeling. So uh, double Chuck time and took you about four hours. Yeah. I mean, at best, their head shows are half hour. It was like two hours. I was done, but I, I got through that pretty quick. So what they're doing is a, um, sort of Q and a kind of casual, have some beers with the devs and, um, and, and hang out. And I think that's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool thing to do. I think it's coming out. If it's not out already, it's going to come out pretty quick. So very cool. <laughs> Who's whoopee? Uh, yeah, Sakari's got the hair for it. I think. Sam. Yeah, I, I would definitely say uh, he's he's got Jesse's got to be Joy Behar. Well, he she's not on the on the uh, on the council though. Well, neither is Joy Behar anymore. Look, <laughs> do you really think that I watch the View? I don't watch it either. I'm just guessing. <laughs> That deteriorated quickly. Thanks, Zen. Wow. All right. So, um, speaking of Zen, um, since he is in the chat, he is going to the Swotor, uh, Cantina, official Cantina in, jealous. I know, in New York Comic Con. And, uh, we're all jealous. Uh, Elise is going as well. Oh, wow. Um, and there's some other folks that are making the trip. So, um, I can't wait to hear back, uh, and what happens from the Cantina and stuff like that. I haven't been to a Cantina in forever. I've been to a lot of them. Um, pretty much any single one that was anywhere near me, I've been to, but, they haven't been near us in quite a while. Quite a while. It's been what three, two years since San Diego, um, and the last one I went to close to us was that uh, one for Galactic Starfighter yeah. in San Francisco, which was forever ago. So, um, since you're listening, Eric Musco, uh, come back to Cali. Coming back to Cali. 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 Remember that. Anyway, what have you been doing in game this week, my friend? Um, you know, just like my normal weeks, I've been doing some planetary heroics. I'm waiting for them to put in the Tipsy Crow initiative. Yeah, why haven't they done that yet? I don't know. We've given them a week. It's almost like they don't listen to the show. I know, right? But actually, I've I've gotten another glitch in in my Manon stronghold. It's not just replaying the 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 intro video. When yeah. You, when I log into my stronghold, um, well, because I always go to my stronghold before I log out. Right. So whenever I come back on, I'm in my stronghold. Sure. Right. I was pinned up against a wall and there was like an invisible barrier that I was stuck behind and I could only go down the wall and back and I couldn't get out from behind it. I couldn't jump over it. Nothing. I had to either. Did you uh, do a slash stock or something? Uh, I did and it didn't, wouldn't release it. Nothing. I had to, uh, uh, quick travel to the fleet and back for two, but then I had to watch the cinematic again. Love the cinematic. No, it's good. But you love that cinematic so much that you are, you don't even want them to fix the bug. I don't. <laughs> anyway, anything else? No, but that's just like a weird glitch. Yeah, that is a weird glitch. It wasn't even after a patch. Just did it. Yeah. Um, well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, like I said, my schedule's been crazy. I have not logged in much, but um, I missed WOG last week um, due to um, a birthday party. Yeah, we had one of our buddies who's in our D&D group uh, come back to town for the night, and uh, we yeah. had our first D&D night in like three months. Yeah, and he could only do Friday, so I was like, you know what? Uh, let's do it. Yeah, and I mean, come on. we had a great D&D session, and that was awesome. Um, the week before that, uh, after we recorded last, I did <laughs> WOG before that. was not Not enough people showed up. And signed up, and so we ended up PvPing. Um, on funny. on the Twitch stream, you got to check it out. It's me being terrible at PvP. Well, you're terrible at PvP. <sighs> anyway, I was tanking in PvP, high yeah, level PvP. No it was a lot of fun. My, I, I, how do I want to say it? I uh, wielded my PvP penis um, quite as quite as much as I could, 
and it was a lot it was actually a lot of fun um it was fun pvping with uh with the guildies um and uh people giving their people watching the stream that are also in our discord helping us like organize and like say make sure you do this and do this it was it was it was actually a lot of fun so cool um, i hadn't pvp'd in a while especially high level so that was cool uh, so as far as news goes, um, essentially it's all class changes. It's all class change. <laughs> uh, vengeance, uh, juggernaut, vil- vigilance, guardian. Um, I think you mean vigilance. Uh, what I said? Vigilance. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with what I said. Uh, we have marksman, sniper, sharpshooter, gunslinger, rage, juggernaut, focus, guardian. It looks like everybody's getting touched here. Um, <laughs> uh, but. What was it, right? What was interesting though is somebody actually said, um, as a response to one of them said, any update for when you'll start tackling utilities? Because a lot of these are slated for 5.5, which as of right now, I think is October 10th. Yeah. Um, and Eric Musco wrote back, he said, good question. Game update 5.5 will mark the end of the primary balance changes to DPS and HPS as we outlined in the original post around balance targets. Um, I will be posting the remaining 5.5 changes over the next few days, which we've already been seeing. Um, and game update 5.6 will be where we begin adjusting utilities. This is also where we begin making additional tweaks to balance as needed for classes that are over uh, slash underperforming. Hope that answers your question. It sure does. Well, it wasn't your question. But what I find interesting, <laughs> though, is that they really are taking um, – it's taking them a bit, but they're – Going in and working on this stuff, and and I hear everything under the sun. My class is getting nerfed. This happening. This happening. They're, they're just they're doing so, all the nuts and bolts maintenance right now. Yeah, of the tunes. So yeah. well, and again, we'll kind of see how this all shakes out uh, in five point five. Uh, speaking of five point five, a nice segue. Uh, the roadmap is well overdue. Yes, it is. And um and they're aware of it. And there's been a post or two talking about um they're they're still working on it. Um the issue is it's now. When are we recording this? September 28th? Um, and if they're talking about, you know, I, I think they really need to get this out in the next couple of days. Um, as part of the influencer group, um, there's some stuff hopefully coming pretty soon. But like I said, um, as far as the roadmap goes, uh, it'd be nice to, to get a clear picture. The most, the thing I'm most excited about actually, as far as the roadmap goes, is this, um, when are they going to pin down when they're going to um, make the currencies legacy bound? Because that's yes, something that they they totally dropped that on us. What last month? And well, they were talking about it, but they never said when it was coming. They exactly. said this is something they're seriously looking at. But um, but if if I don't get that soon, I I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, you'll make it. Yeah, I will. And I'll keep I'll keep playing. It's gonna yeah, be fine. you will. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Anyway, um, so anything else uh, roadmap-wise or anything else you want to talk about before we get out of Swotor, dude? No, I'm good. We don't have much, man. Honestly, um, pay attention to your uh, friendly neighborhood influencers. Um, support their streams. Actually, speaking of which, um, there has there was an Extra Life uh, stream recently. Um, a bunch of guys did a, um, did a run. A leveling, there was a leveling event and all this, some other stuff I've been kind of out of the loop for. So, um, definitely, uh, you know, follow JT and Mox and Passionate Casual and, um, all these other influencers, Bad Feeling and Krillian Run and everybody else. And who else, who am I missing? Um, Sortor Escape Podcast and all these other guys, Max and Seema and stuff. So, you know, follow everybody, all your, all your streamers, Kid Lee and, um, Sakari and everybody else and, and support us and, and just, you know, hang out. And hopefully we'll have more info when it comes when it comes time, right? 
Yeah, those the the extra life events are always so much fun. Yeah, they're I can't, always for such a great cause. I cannot wait. I've already put in my phone. I'm ready for my twelve hour stream on nice. uh, what is it, November fourth or whatever. November uh, November fourth is it? Uh, something like that. Anyway, um, it's in my phone. I yeah, promise. it is. <laughs> anyway, man, uh, should we see if we can scrape some <laughs> Star Wars news together? Yeah, we've got a couple little tidbits. Uh, maybe I'll big, play the bumper. He threw something at me for the record. Here we go. I hate him. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Honestly, it's easier in the editing room if if I play the bumper. <laughs> so, what were you saying? Do we have some tidbits? Yeah, I've just got a couple of tidbits. Um, not only you, you you put the first couple in here. Yeah, there's a couple of things in here that have to do with uh, um, J.J. Abrams, and we talked about this last time. Uh, and obviously, Trevorrow being fired, J.J. Abrams stepping in. Um, eventually somebody was going to say something about a thing. Of course. And, um, and this actually was Domino Gleason, um, who played, uh, Hux, right? General Hux. Yeah. He was also in the Harry Potter movies. He's in the upcoming American Maid with Tom Cruise. Oh, interesting. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's not a non-story, but it's definitely, um, it's definitely interesting to hear somebody who's, who's on the sets kind of tell what was going on. Right. Absolutely. So he says, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I can't speak from any perspective except for the fact as somebody who likes movies because it's not been disclosed to anybody because obviously nobody knows what's going to happen with The Last Jedi, whether I'll be involved in that film or not. So I don't think of it as somebody who's necessarily involved or not involved. That's just his own thing. That sounds very convoluted, doesn't it? Very convoluted. Anyway, let's move on past that. What he says is, um, he says, I can neither fir- confirm nor deny, um, which is kind of what he was saying as far as... Um, he did speak about uh, Trevorrow, Trevorrow and, and Abrams' involvement with the project. He said, but you know, I think it's uh, very bad for Colin. Um, but if it was, um, but if it's the right thing to do, uh, if it's the right thing to do is to part company, the most right thing to do is the same as any relationship. You know, that happens. He talks kind of crazy, I think. Well, he's British. Yeah. Anyway. So then he says, and then... <laughs> Just do every <laughs> British person we have under the bus. Great. Um, Gleason was positive about Abrams' return. He said, and then um, with JJ, he's a great director. I think that uh, he did a brilliant job on the first one, and it makes absolute, absolute sense why after they parted company with Colin, that he was in uh, that was the place they looked. And I think it's very exciting for the fans of the film that he's back. So you know, he's trying not to say anything bad, but at the same time. Obviously, there's some bad blood kind of thing going on. There, right. right. I think the the first convoluted thing was him basically saying he can't say anything for sure because he can't <laughs> confirm whether he's in nine or not because he can't say what's going on in eight on whether he'll survive it. Right. And which which I like I, as convoluted as it was, he's like, well, I may or may not be in episode nine, but I can't say it because they will kill me and probably right. write me out of episode nine. Yes. If I say that I survive episode eight. Right. Yes. Um, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's really interesting, man. I like Hux's character kind of. So do I. Um, he's very, uh, 
Gosh, who do I who would I compare him to? Uh, Hitler. What? Hitler? No. Just kidding. <laughs> I actually kind of he's not quite Tarkin. He's no, no. More like Nita. Oh, yeah, not, I can well, see not that. Nita. The uh, um, the one who ended up surviving that we found out later. Skeen says he's a weasel. He is. The you know it's the one that we thought died in the Death Star explosion, but then it turns uh. out. He survived, and he was in the the Vader comic. I actually really like um, I like his character because uh, Perret. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. You think of the name real quick while I say what I'm gonna say. So, what I like about Hux's character though is that, excuse me, he is he does what he needs to do. You know what I'm saying? There's right. that moment where he's looking at. And I never asked you about this. What do you think about that weird moment where he kind of looks at Ren without his mask on? There's that awkward moment where they're just kind of, they're both talking to Snoke and like, he kind of looks over. He's like, you don't have your helmet on. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's kind of like that. The Petty. W- piety? No. It's Petty not, or piety? No, it's a. Uh... Oh, Piet. Admiral Piet. Yeah. Yeah. Zen got your back. Admiral Piet. Yeah. It's two T's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's who he reminds me of. Yeah. But it's, um, it was almost like it's kind of hard for him to like be intimidated by him. Right. Without the, that visage. Right. So he's like, dude, he's like, dude, you're just a kid. You're like giving up your strength. <laughs> um, all right. So apparently there's some other, um, oh, cool. Skeen says that we get some more background on Piet in the Phasma book. Oh, that's cool. Piet or, uh, probably not Piet. Oh, Hux. Hux. Yeah. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> if Pia comes back, I'm excited. All right, guys. So um, there's another story in here about Paramount not being very happy about J.J. Abrams' quote-unquote Star Wars gig. Okay? Well, you can kind of understand because, you know, when he was done with Star Trek, mm-hmm. and, I mean, he didn't do the most recent Star Trek. He produced it right but he said he was going back to his i mean he, he was said that he was going to be working on a new cloverfield he was right all stuff and if that's in paramount's wheelhouse then yeah they're losing income there when he says uh i guess former uh paramount chief brad gray first signed abrams to deal with the studio after mission impossible 3 in 2006 um which because right, he's a producer on all the mission impossible right which was a 10 million dollar per year for overhead and development of projects Abrams was finished with The Force Awakens. Gray negotiated the deal with the intention to make his next project for Paramount. Um, I can I can see where this is going. But Abrams instead opted to return to the Star Wars universe, now angering current Paramount CEO Jim Janopoulos. Um, but what could he risk? Um, uh, what does it say? Yeah, they're not going to sue him. So not likely, considering James' uh, contract will be up in 2018, doing so will likely sever ties and ensue the director never works with the studio in the future. So uh, he might be done at Paramount, is what this is implying, right? That's a big thing, considering Mission Impossible. Because well, it is, because are they still doing Mission Impossible movies? Well, yeah, they are, and they're actually filming one right now. But right. Um, the thing is, is the last two people, because he stopped, he only directed the third one. Mm. But the person to do the fourth one was Brad Bird. And the person to do the fifth and sixth one is Christopher McQuarrie, and they both are like, oh. people that learned under Abrams. Interesting. All right. Granted, Brad Bird had his own thing because he did uh, The Incredibles, he did Tomorrowland, he had a, his own pedigree, but he learned at the the hand of Abrams. Yeah, for sure. Um, you want to get to books, or are you looking some up? Um, yeah the the uh, the books that, that you know if we know that uh, 
the Leia book came out at the beginning of the month, and I haven't read it yet. But I'm very excited because I, there's an article. And this came, is sorry, this is the novel by Claudia Gray. Yeah, the, we Claudia saw her Gray talking about Leia, it in the San Diego. The Leia, yeah. the Princess of Alderaan, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like her origin story, right? And um, it basically it kind of bridges her from being a princess to becoming a rebel leader. Indeed. And so you've what's really cool is the this article talks about how her uh, you get to learn about her first uh, meetings with Mon Mothma. Tarkin, because you know that they have a history when she comes on the, the Death Star. Yeah. And uh, what I'm most interested in is she meets uh, Panaka, <laughs> who is the head of the Queen's Guard for Amidala. Right. Well, we all know Panaka. Yeah, Panaka was a great guy. He's he the was. guy. He had the patch, everything, you know, he's cool, right? Right. Now, uh, spoilers. So if you haven't read the Leia book or if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, three, two, one, tune yeah, out for a second. Yeah, for about five seconds. Three, two, one. Panaka switches sides, and he's a loyal moth to Tarkin. <laughs> what is that about? Which I love everything about that. I just think, uh, and and we were talking about this over dinner, I think um, the reason that this thing happens that we probably didn't give them enough, t- enough time for um, I, I, is after seeing what happens with um, Amidala and after seeing what happens with Anakin, I mean... You know, it it, it kind of I mean, makes sense, especially I, as like a, a policeman. He might want order, exactly. And I think that's really interesting. So I'm I'm intrigued, and I definitely want to check out uh, um, Prince Valderon for sure. Oh, and, plus, Gray is a great author, so yeah, she is. Um, and like I said, we saw her on a panel. Um, Jesse's a big fan. She got her autograph yes. on her on her novel. She was um, all excited. Yeah, and that's and that's pretty cool. So again. Um, if you want to listen to that book, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast, you can get that, um, for free on us. Uh, no shameless plug there. Um, so speaking of books, uh, there is a really cool book called A Certain Point of View. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole bunch of like, uh, short stories from different people that are influenced by the Star Wars universe. Exactly. It's 40, 40 stories told from the perspective of background characters from A New Hope. So, um, it's, uh, it's going to be cool. I, I don't, I just want to, I just want to read it. But, uh, the neat part is that I want to talk about is, um, John Hamm, because this is the audiobook, the audiobook version, John Hamm is voicing, uh, Boba Fett. Very cool. Which is pretty cool. I had to throw that in there. So that is out now, as far as I know. And, uh, it's definitely something I'm about to pick up on audiobook. Again, audibletrial.com slash user podcast. Did I say it twice in one spot? I'm sorry. What was that again? This was not an ad. This was more excitement over audiobooks. Yes. Wasn't it? Word. <laughs> Alright, so what's going on with the Han Solo movie? Oh, so many things, dude. Um Paul Bettany, who uh was recently announced that he was joining the cast, is already done filming. He was there like a week or two at the most. So uh it's hard to say nobody knows exactly what he was doing or what his role is, but it he wasn't there very long. Well, you, and the the thing is is you don't necessarily have to be. No. I'm not saying you do, I'm just Well, I mean you gotta remember, uh uh, Marlon Brando recorded his entire Star Wars uh, uh, Superman uh, stuff in one day. Yeah. This is an interesting picture, though. Uh, Ron Howard put up a photo uh, on social media and uh, thanking uh, him for being there. And that's a kind of a cool kind of a cool photo. That outfit's kind of neat. It's very Han Solo-ish with the low, low V neck kind of yep. thing. Um, anyway, we'll have a link in the show notes to that for sure. Right, well, uh, let's talk about the other thing that uh, that Howard might have teased. Okay. This is probably my favorite Star Wars story of the week. And uh, I actually have a little something to say about this. And almost because this is something that you and I talked about when we heard the Han Solo movie was coming. 
We're like, well, if they don't do the Kessel Run, they might as well not even do it. Exactly. <laughs> so DeBron Howard sort of maybe possibly teased that the Kessel Run is part of the uh, Han Solo movie. So basically, there's a picture he put up. His most recent tweet, however, teases the film could include the smuggler's famous 12 parsec Kessel, Kessel Run. And there's a picture here that looks like a, a mine. Um, he wrote, spicy? Question mark. Because, of course, the spice mines of Kessel. Right. So what do you think? Uh, two things. We, we've kind of had this trap before when Phantom Menace was coming out. And we're like, okay, well, if we don't see Beggar's Canyon. Yeah. Which we did because it was during the pod race. Right. Are right? they trolling us? Is he trolling? No, I don't think so. But this yeah. brings up the old argument of isn't the Kessel run, isn't a parsec a unit of, uh, a, a unit unit of, of distance, distance not, time. not time. Right. And I'm going to, I don't think I've actually voiced my argument on the side of it on the podcast. So I'm going to just say it right here. I am in the argument of actually Lucas on this side. Yeah. Okay. Because if I George remember correctly. Lucas? What? Yes, George, George Lucas. Because if I remember correctly from all the EU stuff now, the legend stuff, the, the Spice Mine of Kessel is near a black hole. Okay. And I believe the Kessel Run skirts the black hole. I think you're right. Right? So at that point, it's not which necessarily. Which makes it so dangerous. Right. Which it's not necessarily about being fast. It's about being able to have the shortest route around the black hole. Indeed. So if you can make it around the black hole in the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. <laughs> you man. You did it in a very short distance i not 14 part six by the way well here's the deal i really want um there to be a uh i want there to be a black hole at some yeah, point exactly. in the star That's wars universe saying. i think that'd be sick this can be a very very well shot scene yeah it could be um, It'd be really epically exactly epic and it'll finally put that argument to rest i think yeah which would be kind of nice actually exactly then those Star Wars geeks, right? I know, right? Kind of let it go. Jeez, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> As if we haven't argued about this forever. I know, right? All right, so let's... Uh, one more thing about the Star Wars uh, Star Wars Han Solo movie. Um, there's a rumor out there that Darth Vader could appear in the Han Solo spinoff. Shocker. Right? Um, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it'd be kind of... It, it makes sense. Because, again, I think I think we did talk about this a few weeks ago. It kind of would make sense if he showed up. Uh, in Empire, it's not... No, you can tell that he and Han Solo have a past. Right. And, and I know in the comics and stuff, they've they've been doing right. that. Um, but it would be really interesting to kind of see the first time they meet and how that goes. Because, obviously, they both survive it. Right. But... Um, I mean, and we've got to have Jabba in there somewhere. Because yeah. it's whatever. I just... Don't, I mean, you know who I would love... Paul Bettany to have played? Who? Bib Fortuna. Oh. Well, that'd be interesting, except his clothes were very nice in that picture. Oh, that's a good He didn't point. look like a two yeah, but he looked more like he was playing a human. But Bib Fortuna... I was thinking about that as an as outfit, so... Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I'm... Uh, On Han Solo? No. Let's, uh, we have a little bit of episode nine news. Barely. Um, reportedly, uh, they've started auditioning. Yeah, and this is, I mean, of course, the main character is already cast. They're auditioning for, like, you know, Slave Twee, like, number three or whatever. Zen says he thought the bonus cameo would be Boba Fett. Yeah, I think that's a little bit too much fan service. Maybe. I think the smart thing for them to do with that would be to do what they did with uh, Hera in Rogue One and just Mm -hmm. have the, the outline of Slave One somewhere there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like that. 
um, sort of in the background, but not part of the main plot. Yeah, or have um, like not necessarily show them, but like if they're in a cantina somewhere, like have a conversation that you overhear mention he had just walked out or something. Okay, something like that. I don't really necessarily need to see him on camera. And especially, and, especially if they're going to be doing a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, if they're going to do, well, see, but those thing, if they're going to do a Boba Fett movie, they might try to spin off from the Han Solo movie. So I guess I don't really want to see that either. I'd rather it be kind of um, off to the side, something happening, kind of in the background, like he's being chased, but we don't know who. Maybe, and then we deal yeah, with that like later. That, or, or what if? Because uh, we already know we're seeing. Lando because Donald Glover what if like in when you first see Donald Glover and, and Han Solo get together in the movie uh Lando would just escape from Boba Fett yeah. or something yeah or um Lando like Boba Fett works for Lando or there's some like like some right. kind of conversation between Lando and Boba Fett where Han Solo knows of Boba Fett but it's not like we have to see some confrontation between Boba Fett exactly. and, and Han Solo I think Again, I think you're right. I think that's a little more fan service than we need. So. Exactly. Anyway, man. Um, merchandise, real quick. Uh, we have some pictures and we have some links in the show notes. Hot Toys has released their BB-8 and BB-9E figures, and they're available now, which are pretty sweet. Um, yep. Have you seen these? I have not. But, you know, they're cool characters. So You're a cool character. I hate you. Well, since we have people in the chat room, I thought... Um, I'd at least uh, capture this for them. Those are pretty sweet, though. I got. I gotta say. Yes. There's a little. There's a little. Uh, um, a little mouse droid next to him too, which is pretty cool. So the next thing I've got in here is the the 40th anniversary Wave Two set is back for a limited time. So these. Oh, these look so cool. So we've got the um, C3PO, Chewbacca, Stormtrooper, Sand People, Death Squad Commander, and a Jawa. Um, Will's just joining me back. These are the, uh, 40th anniversary wave two, um, black series are coming back. Awesome. For a limited time, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. You don't, you're not that excited, but that's cool. Well, I don't have many to collect these things. <laughs> I hear you, bro. I hear you. Um, all right, man. So let's see what else we got here. That's merchandise. Where are we at? Um, parks news. Parks news. I, there's some cool stuff here, man. Doctor Strange, there's going to be a stage show coming to Disney Cruise uh, at Marvel Day at Sea. Yeah, which is I don't pretty know neat. about this. You, you, know, well, you don't like it? I don't see... Well, because almost everything Disney does on stage is musical, I don't see Doctor Strange as a musical. No, I don't I don't think it's going to be... Um, I'm with you guys. I want all those things. Oh, what's up? Uh, but honestly, I think... I don't think that they're going to make it musical. Like, for example, I, I, I think of it more of like Jedi Academy. There's no music okay, there. Okay, I got you. I got you, you know, where it's like a stage show where he comes out, maybe does magic for the kids and stuff like okay, that. I, that I can see. You know, I, I, I don't automatically think it's going to be a musical. And I think um, it'd be kind of neat to have Dr. Strange up there and bring the kids up. Oh, absolutely. Give them a cape. Yeah. You know, teach them magic. Give them that'd a sling cool. ring. I think that'd be cool, man. Don't You're knocking this a little too early. A little too cynical. Thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, California Adventure is going to be hosting uh, the Thor Ragnarok sneak preview. Yeah, well, they, they, I mean, they've been doing this for, you know, years now. We um, saw it actually when we were there last. We saw there was a whole Marvel, like a bunch of clips of different Marvel properties, like in one, like, 12 minute reel. We actually walked into California Adventure and saw this whole thing. Yeah, it's over in the building that used to be the, uh, the Muppet. 
No, next door to the Muppets. Oh, where they had the Frozen thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, before that, it used to be where they had the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yes. Exactly. That I got up on stage for. Yeah. No, I remember. Um, but they've also done the Tron thing there. They've done. I mean, they've done like all the things. Totally. There. Oh, we saw the uh, uh, last time I was there. I saw the um, Pirates of the Caribbean 3D. Oh, really? Thing there. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah. So stuff like that. So they they they're constantly doing this, and it's a nice. It's a good use of that that building. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, plus, Ragnarok doesn't that look just like an absolute blast? Oh, absolutely! That's gonna be so much fun, dude. That looks so much fun. Uh, all right. So, Final Fantasy. Uh, this is has nothing to do with Disney, but Final Fantasy is going to get an attraction at Universal Studios Japan. Okay, which makes a lot of oh, sense. Makes total sense. But how freaking cool would that be? I, I, as a Final Fantasy fan, I could think of, you know, fifteen different cool things they could do with that. Um, and you know, chocobo rides and comically large swords and various other things, but, uh, it'd be, it'd be fun as hell. I think that'd be cool. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to Japan, so sad. Not anytime soon. Well, I thought you were buying me a ticket. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I never changed this to Star Wars, so now it's Star Wars. And now it's not. <laughs> All right. Let's move to our last section, dude. Uh, we're going to be, Talk about pop culture news. We don't have a whole lot, but I have some stuff I want to talk about this week. So here we go. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. I miss that show. Well, it's coming back in, uh, what, next week? The, is, is that still coming back that soon? Yeah. First, uh, first week of October. Kick ass. I'm excited. All right. All right. So, unfortunately, we lost a couple people this week. Yeah. Um, the first one we lost was Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Uh, the that guy was a bummer. Was in, guy was in everything. Yeah. Uh, he was 91. And, you know, I was reading up on this guy because, I mean, I, I, you know, you've seen him in a ton of stuff. I mean, on- what I remember him from, he played Molly Ringwald's dad in, in uh, yep. uh, Pretty Pink. Um, but I know him as uh, Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen's dad in... Uh, the original um, Red Dawn. Well, and I was listening. Avenge to Ho- me! <laughs> I was listening to Hollywood Babylon. They were saying he was like an actor for like fifty or sixty years. Oh yeah, like well, two things that blew me away. He was a World War II vet, right? So since Second, then, he's basically been acting. Yes. Second, he was uh, Jack Nicholson's best man in the sixties. Are you serious? Yes. Wow, that's cool. That is cool. Now that's that's a badass life. I mean, he like like you said, he's been in everything. Um, but at 91 for the body work he's leaving behind, that's, that's kick ass. So. Yeah. He was a, uh, he was a cook in World War II. And when, they, when I read that, it reminded me he was also in down periscope <laughs> as the guy at the head of the engine room who poured the whiskey into, oh, really? the, into the engine to thin out the, oh, that's uh, funny. really funny. Um, yeah. And then of course yesterday, oh, man. So last night I get a, you know, one of those push notifications from old CNN, you know, as one does. And it's like, oh, Hugh Hefner dies at 91. So we lost Hugh Hefner, man. Um, this is one of those guys where love him or hate him. I mean, he had an impact on pop culture and the world. He had a huge impact on, <laughs> on pop culture. And, you know, whether the way he better went about it or not, he definitely impacted the, the feminist and women's lib movement, yep. either by, you know, empowering or spurring the opposition exactly. or whatnot. Um, but like we mentioned, when Dick Gregory died a few weeks ago, right? You know, the first big 
time that a, a, a an African American comedian got on stage in a major club right. was when Dick Gregory got on in the Chicago Playboy Club. Exactly. And um, you know, the first issue of Playboy magazine had Marilyn Monroe, you know, it launched the careers of uh Jenny McCarthy and mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson and you know, the, such an impact on <laughs> Yeah, and chat, the old perv. Yeah. And the old perv spurred a lot of what we follow in pop culture, which is really interesting. So um yeah man i just <laughs> skiing that's good yeah we all used to read the articles when we were younger um we love that and then towards the end obviously they switched to trying to have no nudity and then they switched um, back a couple and months then they ago. switched back and so um it's just one of those things man um but you most people know who who, well, who the, is. the funny thing is it's like what i remember from when i was a teenager is i mean now there's like the i mean the whole thing with the the, the leaked celebrity uh, selfies and, mm-hmm. and all things. There's always been a fascination of seeing famous people naked, mm-hmm. right? And I remember almost every issue, you had three major pictorials. Right. You had the centerfold, the playmate right. of the month. You had the the other model or whatever. Right. But then you had a celebrity who did a tasteful spread exactly. or something like that. Right. And you had Vanna yeah, White. You had, you know, all these different. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, all these things. And that was kind of the, the cool thing. It's like, you know. Hey, this is somebody I see on my TV that I can see naked. Right. What was funny about Playboy, though, it was like nothing compared no, to what else you like could find Pant out Hustler there. Hustler. You know? Um, and and you know sometimes you ever every once in a while you read the articles, but it is what it is. Again, love him or hate him, um, Hugh Hefner is now passed. And and when I saw this notification pop up, I I was telling you earlier, I was like, <gasps> and and like my wife's like, oh my god, what happened? And I was like, Hugh Hefner, and she's all, really? And basically, like, what uh, Two Littles in, in the chat said, that old perv? That's what she said. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, he was, but, like, it, it still kind of affected me. But what it made me think about is his age is, he's 91 years old. Um, right. And as I was telling you in the car while we were headed to dinner, I said, you know, at some point, I was actually telling my students this earlier today, too. Um, at some point, we're going to lose uh, Stan Lee. Yes. And, you know, he's almost 95 years old. But again, it's the impact and the legacy they leave behind that's important. Yeah. And, and honestly, with somebody like Hefner, it's not necessarily him per se. Mm-hmm. It's that he personifies a specific time and lifestyle. Yeah. The Jet Setter lifestyle of the 60s was so iconic. Exactly. I mean, you saw in, I mean, they even, they, I mean, they went to the Playboy Club in Mad Men. Right. There was a TV show that granted lasted for only a few episodes, but it had, uh, Eddie Sibrian and Amber Heard in it about the Playboy Club in right. Chicago, which I thought was actually a very well done show that wasn't given a chance. Um, there was even that show Pan Am about oh, right. that yeah, whole yeah. lifestyle. Um, you have a, uh, but it's um, a fun catch me if you can yeah. with Tom Hanks. Exactly. My mom actually references that she, one of her favorite books from when she was younger from the sixties, because I mean, this is the time when people put on suit coats to go on a plane. Yeah. Totally dressed up to go onto a plane because that's what was expected. Um, but it was awesome because she said that there's this book that she read that was written, supposedly written by a stewardess. It was called Coffee Tear Me. Oh, okay. And it was about that whole highfalutin jets. And I'm like, it's, it just cracks me up, but that's what he personifies. Yeah. It's not the fact that he was a, a, a magazine mogul, which he was, but it's what he personified. Right. Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, again, old perv or not <laughs> it's uh, uh 
Also, what did uh, Ralph Garman, do? you know they're going to be talking about it uh, on Hollywood Babylon, because you got to remember, Ralph Garman co-hosted Playboy After Dark. All right. Oh, that'll be this week. That'll be good. Um, so what do we got? What else do we have? Um, so Bill Clinton wrote a book. Um, you know, he's written a couple of biographies, and he's mm-hmm. written a, a couple of, you know, political um, treatise-type books. But mm-hmm. he actually teamed up with James Patterson. Uh, he of Kiss the Girl. Oh, yeah, Patterson. You uh-huh. know, Along Came a Spider, all those. Um, they teamed up and wrote a book called The President is Missing. It's a it's a novel, and it was a bestseller. Interesting. Um, it got picked up by Showtime. It's going to be turned into a limited series. Oh, that sounds cool. Very cool. I'm excited about it. Nice. Um, also, uh, uh, God, the newest Godzilla movie is called Godzilla King of the Monsters. And we got the most recent Godzilla movie back in 2014. And then they just did Kong Skull Island last summer. Right. And um, that's part of the whole new uh, uh, MonsterVerse, mm-hmm. right? And um, so the next one is Godzilla King of the Monsters. And it's supposed to come out in, I want to say March of 2018, but they just finished principal photography this week. Very cool, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, <laughs> I like this story this week, too. Uh Look, it's one of those things where when you're actually like interviewing Quentin Tarantino and he says something kind of offhandly, of course, the websites like to run with it. Um, they uh, apparently he's down with, uh, literally down with directing a Star Trek movie. Um, and the reason I put this in here, and this is again one of those sort of like, oh, he said this offhandly. So he's talking to TMZ. Um, which is wonderful, of course. Of course. Um, and Tarantino was asked about the possibility of him helming a Star Trek film at some point in his career. Well, he didn't say yes, obviously. Tarantino did give about as positive an answer as he's known to give. He said, it'd be worth taking a meeting about. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because, one, I don't know how to interpret that line. And two, what the hell would a Tarantino Star Trek movie look like? Okay, well, you also got to remember, Tarantino didn't always direct his blood and gore movies true right i mean he i mean he has but um you gotta remember there was the movie crimson tide mm-hmm. with denzel washington and drew in um gene hackman there's a whole scene uh where they're talking about silver surfer not okay. gene hackman it was denzel washington and, and another character yeah that bit was actually written by tarantino really he wrote that part of the script this has always been going on if you remember um uh blazing saddles written and directed by mel brooks there was a, a scene that was written by red uh by uh, richard Pryor. yeah so well, the thing about those guys is they're just so good with dialogue exactly you know, and you want to get some actual real sounding dialogue between two characters like i mean one of my favorite i think my favorite uh tarantino film is is probably pulp fiction but it's it's the dialogue. It's this banter between these characters. Like, I could listen to that all day. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually going to talk about Pulp Fiction a little bit later. Ooh. Circuitously. Nifty. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think a, a, a Tarantino Star Trek movie would be would be very cool. I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah, me too. Um, there'd probably be some... Um, <laughs> I'd like to see what type of uh, starship we're talking about um, and, like, what crew. You know what I mean? Like... Would it be a new crew? Is it the old crew? I would, like, I would almost love that if it wasn't an Enterprise. If it was that's like, what I'm saying, uh, like a little junker site, like very much like Orville, right. which we'll get to in a minute. I was um, about to segue, but but no, actually, because we need to fit in the uh, the uh, Jumanji trailer. Wait, what? The Jumanji trailer? Oh, we're doing that now. Well, we had a, we had a nice clean segue segue well, into right Orville. Here. 
Okay, so we're going to watch the Jumanji trailer real quick. Well, unless you want to talk about Orville first, then we could do the Jumanji trailer. Yeah, that's kind of what I was alluding well, to. Well, do it then. Okay, so anyway, um, nice segue, Will. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so what... It, what <laughs> I've taken over. All right, so really, uh, what's it'll interesting... It'll sound better in post. I would actually... Yeah, well, it'll be smooth in, in the post. But what's interesting is um, the Orville is the Seth MacFarlane... Um, Space Star Trek, basically. Yes. And it's brilliant. It is really funny. It is have absolutely. You, have you watched the third one yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, because there's such great social commentary mm-hmm. on it. It's, it does. Which is exactly what Star Trek did. And that's what Star Trek did. But what's interesting is when it comes to the humor, it's a Seth MacFarlane piece. Like they're making the little, uh, you know, sex jokes and they're doing their things, but. It it takes it it doesn't take itself super seriously, no. but but it's I I feel story wise on par with Star Trek. I mean, oh yeah, it, it's it's the social commentary, it's the relationships with the characters. You're invested, and at the same time, they're making it's funny. Well, like, it is, plus it's like it it's an homage to Star Trek at the same time because Brent Spiner's in it. Oh yeah. And I love that he's as in. a robot species. It's got Norm and uh, Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald plays that blob. Plays a blob. It's got <laughs> Penny Johnson Harold in it as yeah. the doctor. She's great. Yeah. No, it's the show is really, really, really well done. Um, I'm really happy with it. The as uh, as soon as we started watching it, the wife and I. This was you know what a couple weeks ago, a few weeks right. ago when it first came on. It was on Hulu, and we're like, oh, let's watch something funny. And I was like, oh, well, let's check this out because it's Seth MacFarlane. We're like. And like within ten minutes, we both looked at each other like, "This is freaking good." Yeah, we well, really I mean, the like whole, this. The whole show opens with him walking in, and his wife having an affair with an alien, <laughs> and and blue, like blue stuff blue shooting ink out of his flies face. everywhere, or whatever. But the funny thing is, is later on in the episode, he says, "You know how hard it is to get blue out of a, a white lampshade," and I'm like, "That is such a great callback." But so, there's, but and they keep coming back to it, like they broke their marriage and all this stuff. Like there's these little. They're in the middle of a crisis, and he's like, well, look. And they start having marriage counseling. Yeah, what would you do if you, you know? And they're like, wait, what are we talking about, you know? Oh, the alien was Rob Lowe? Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. I I did not know that. Thank you, uh, L-A-N-D-2. L-A-N-D, what's up? That's funny. Yeah, Um, that's cool. Yeah, so if you haven't watched the Orville yet, check it out. It's pretty darn funny. Um, I really like it. On that note, um, the premiere opened to 8.6 million viewers. Which is a lot. And it is Fox's for, biggest for now, premiere yeah. in in years, biggest premiere in years for Fox. So good. good for them. I don't know if that is driven. I mean, it's probably driven, obviously, by Seth MacFarlane. But at the same time, um, I think people are ready for another kind of not taking yourself too seriously kind of uh, sci-fi deal. Exactly. You know, yeah. Which which I'm excited about. Um, I mean, because really, we haven't had one on TV since Firefly. Exactly. So, anyway, man, um, should we? <laughs> All right, yeah, you're, now, you're, now let's do you want to watch the trailer? Let's watch too much. <laughs> Since I cut him out. All right, so we're like I said, we're splicing in a couple trailers here this week. Um, let me give us a second to get this going. Um, as far as the Orville goes, I think <laughs> was it was there's been what three episodes? Um, yeah, three episodes. The one where they're trapped in the uh, in the zoo. And the zoo is hilarious. <laughs> That's so good, dude. Uh, uh, one cannibal edibus, please. Cannib- <laughs> cannabis edible, please. <laughs> I just love okay, that. Like, okay. if you could walk up to a, a replicator and be like, um, I'll have 12 joints. <laughs> yes. 
And I'm sorry, there's a big difference between a cannabis edible and a cannibal edibus. I like cannibal edibus, actually. And maybe that's the name of the show. Okay, yeah. is that only a, is that a, a cannibal that only eats his mother? Look, don't overanalyze it. Okay? All right, so let's watch this trailer. Don't worry, I'm going to get rid of the Punisher. Uh, this is the new Jumanji trailer. Okay, which, by the way, you've had that up all episode, and I think I know why you like it. Why? Because with the Punisher skull over his face, it looks very much like Maximus from Gladiator. Kind of does. Does, doesn't it? Kind of does. You, you got it, buddy. Uh, All right. So this is the uh, the newest trailer for Jumanji, which I think looks hilarious. Yeah. So usually, um, and this is a little bit of a side note for us. Uh, this is how we used to do trailers. Um, we would get to a point in the show where we talk about a trailer and then we'd watch it. Um, we've kind of felt like it kind of slowed the show down a little bit. So as a Patreon, um, uh, people who give us money every episode, uh, for patrons, we used to do that in the beginning of the show. Um, we're going to get back to that, but we only had a few this week, so we decided to oh, kind of spice it through. We did forget to play the Forces of Destiny one in Star Wars. Here's the deal. We did, and we're letting it go. Yeah, we're, we'll play next week. Um, so, Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so I'll tell you what's really uh, funny. And yes, I'm, Zen, I'm with you. It's It looks surprisingly good. The, the thing that's funny is today I've spent um, time introducing the novel I'm about to teach, which is right. Ready Player One, yes, which has to do with virtual worlds, et cetera, and avatars. I think I'm excited about that movie because it's like they took it from the board game part to like, here is uh, – you have to survive a video game. Yeah, well, what I love is actually they didn't put this in the first trailer, but the board game basically morphed into a video game because it said the game always finds a way. Exactly, which is – I just love it. Um, <laughs> Steve liked it too. That was, that was, a uh, that trailer is really well put together. That was a better trailer than the first one. And yeah, and I wasn't all the way still on the first one, but obviously I love me some rock and I love, uh, Kevin I Hart. love how Kevin Hart and they were great. Together. What's, what's her face's name? Um, Karen Gillen. Redhead. Gillen, yeah. First she, of all, she plays Nebula in Guardians and one of my favorite Amy companions yeah. of, uh, of the Doctor Who universe. So. Yes. I am. Well, plus Jack Black. Come well, on. You know, not the biggest Jack Black fan, but I'm in. He's, he's All right. Uh, Have I lost you as a friend? No. No. Good, because I didn't carry the way. All right, let's move on. Yeah, tell me about this next one. This is exciting. Where are we at? Hold, please. Okay. So here's the deal. I just literally, literally saw this today. Literally. Okay. We. One of my favorite movies when I was younger. Uh, uh, everybody's favorite movie. Oh, when you're I younger. guess everybody sees it now because apparently I haven't switched over to the thing yet. Um, one of my favorite movies was Coming to America, and I've seen it enough times to know how it's it's exactly what it is. Oh yeah, but apparently Coming to America is coming back to theaters for a sequel. Awesome. Um, and obviously we have all these reboots and all this stuff going on. Um, what I would like to know is um. Let's see. Sequel lined up. Jonathan, Jonathan Levine, uh, Warren Bodies is going to direct it with blackish creator, uh, Ken Abaris handling the script. Oh, okay. That's good. Which is good. Um, and even though Murphy hasn't officially signed off for the project, THR reports the actor will reprise his role as Prince Akeem. Whatever so, you like. And I'm really hoping James Earl Jones is coming back as well because if he doesn't, by the gods. Okay. One thing <laughs> I, I love coming to America. Yeah, I think it unfortunately overshadowed another great Eddie Murphy movie from the similar time, Harlem Nights. Oh yeah, so yeah. underrated. Yeah, so good. 
Um, but one of my favorite little pop culture tidbits is we all know that James Earl Jones plays the King of Zamunda. Right. Uh, but he, and he also played King Mufasa right. in The Lion King. Right. The woman who plays the queen, his wife, Zamunda. Yeah. Was the woman who did the voice of Sarabi. Was it really? Okay. That's awesome. They purposely cast her because she had been in. I hope they all come back. Absolutely. And it's just a magical time where we can romp through the world of people from Africa in the the situation they're not supposed to be in. Exactly. (laughs) And this is, you know, I really hope this is one of those things where it wasn't whitewashing, but Eddie Murphy played an old Jewish man at the same time. Indeed. Uh, Which was hilarious. Um, So. The question is, um, at the end of this article, which I think is important, uh, where will Coming to America 2 pick up? Did Akeem and Lisa get married and live happily ever after? Did McDonald's finally put McDowell's out of business? I forgot about that story. I know. Or did they in John Amos with right. McDowell? <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. What do you think, man? I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Opening night. Yeah, I'm in no matter what. Because I love every single actor in this movie, and I just love this movie. Arsenio Hall oh, was God. awesome. Arsenio Hall. We, he was I grew up in... watching his his uh, ooh, late night ooh, show. Ooh, ooh. Every oh, man, okay, I will a little side note here. My dad, who unfortunately passed passed away the year we met, yeah, uh, within months of, of us meeting. Um, I used to watch that when I was in high school all the time. I taught him the dog pound. Did you? The, ooh, 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 ooh. And for him, it always came out like a seal. It was oh god, it just reminds me of my dad. I uh, love that's it. great. But uh, I loved Arsenio Hall in Harlem Nights as well. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm in on that for sure. Absolutely. That's one of those reboots. I'm like, you know what? That's gonna be fun. I don't care how they approach it. It's gonna be fun. Exactly. Uh, casting news. Yeah, we got a little bit of casting news. Some big news. Uh, we uh, there's a confirmation that. Um, James Cameron is going to be coming back and uh, doing a Terminator film. Oh, uh, I don't think he's directing it, but he's going to be producing and writing it. Okay. But guess who they're bringing back? Linda Hamilton. Oh, that's great. And the cool thing is, is it's like it's going to be a direct sequel to T2. Right? Okay. So they're like not necessarily going to pretend the Genesis and three didn't happen, but in the time frame. But it makes sense to have a sequel to T2. Yes. Like a direct exactly. sequel. Yeah. Um, we also, they're doing another, uh, uh, girl movie. So, uh, they did, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, yeah. okay. So they're doing a new one based on a book not written by the original author because he's dead, but they started, you know, like they do with James Bond books and Jason Bourne books. Yeah. Someone else has picked up the mantle and, uh, the guy wrote a book called Girl in the Spider's Web. Cool. And so they're doing another Elizabeth Salander movie and Claire Foy from The Crown. Is taking over the role. Nice from uh, from Rooney Mara. Cool, sounds good to me. Um, the Uncharted movie. Oh, Drake's Fortune, which has been up and down, up and down. It's looks based like, on the video game. Based from, on the video game. Yeah. Um, it's looks like it's happening now, good, slowly finally. but surely. Uh, we knew for a while now that Tom Holland had been signed of uh, Spider Man had been right. signed on to do uh, to play Drake, but it looks like they're bringing in Brian Cranston to be. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, so that'll be good. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I hope they finally figure that out, man. A lot of those video game movies uh, either don't get made or something happens or um, the budget's not there, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm hoping that happens. Okay, I'm sorry. I got to go back to Coming to America because then points out a great line where he goes, his mom called him Cash the Clay. I'm going to call Cash, Cash the Clay. <laughs> 
Oh man, I want to rewatch Love that. that I, I really want to watch that movie again now. I know, right? Um, so Berlanti news. Thanks for that, Zen. Uh, Berlanti news. We have a crossover, Christ yeah, they, on Earth X. Yeah, they do their their big uh, crossover every season. And yeah. uh, last year was uh, Flashpoint. Yeah. Or no, it was uh, Invasion. Yeah. Um, Before and, that, it was Flashpoint. Well, Flashpoint was the storyline of Flash. Right. And it was all involved. But Invasion was the actual crossover event. This one is going to be Crisis on Earth X, where it looks like they're going to have to battle evil versions of themselves. Oh, I love it. So that'll be cool. That's classic uh, comic, right? Right. You, oh, absolutely. You, you gotta, you gotta battle your your evil twin. Oh, absolutely. It's important. Um, Disney yeah, news. Yeah, Disney we have news. a little bit of Disney news. Uh, first, uh, Hocus Pocus, which uh, there had actually been news earlier this week that they were going to be doing a sequel. And now this was with um, Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, yeah. and Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, Pet, Bette Midler was the name I was trying to think of. Um, it was news that they were going to be doing a sequel. It's actually not going to be a sequel. It's going to be a remake. Oh, interesting. Okay. They're just redoing it. Exactly. Okay. Classic um, Disney. Now, um, you know, they 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 do movies based on rides all the time. They did mm-hmm. a Haunted Mansion movie. They did a um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously. Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously, they uh, they've been uh, in the works wanting to do. Well, actually, John Favreau is uh, working on a Jungle Book movie. Right. Um, I know they were trying to do a Big Thunder movie, stuff like that. But they they well, really they did Jungle Book already. Uh, Jungle Cruise. Oh, um, Jungle. You said Jungle. Book. I said Jungle Book. Yeah. Mint Jungle Cruise. Yeah. That's supposed um, to have The Rock. Yes. Yeah. It will have The Rock. Which I'm excited about. Um, but they want, they were really trying to do a Space Mountain movie. Yeah. And they had gotten Max Landis to write it. Okay. Okay. Which would have been great. Well, Max Landis um, came out and said what his idea for it was. And he was taking it. In the 90s, they did a, a remodel of, of Space Mountain. And they brought in uh, new music and all that stuff. And, uh-huh. it was, and the, the people who did the remodel said it's basically imagine 50 sci-fi crossed with surf guitar. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And that's what it was. And yeah. so they brought in Dick Dale, uh, who is the, the godfather of surf guitar, yeah. to do the music that's in the ride. So which is great. Um, but his link to pirate uh, to Pulp Fiction was he's the guy who played Miserable who from uh, the opening scene of Pulp Fiction. The, oh, I was like, how are we connecting this? Okay, so Dick it. Dale is he was Dick Dale in the Deltones. Nice, dude. Right. Okay. So, but that's really cool. But that's what Max Landis had patterned it on, and so he also released some concept art this week, um, and it's really cool. It looks like Jetson cars. But looking like fifties muscle cars. Oh, that's great. So very, very cool. So nice, I'm like, dude. that script is still out there. It's just shelved. It hasn't been dismissed. Okay. It's just, it's on Disney shelf somewhere if they ever want to do it. Nice. I kind of hope they do because I think that would be fantastic. I hope so too, man. Um, it's one of my favorite rides, obviously, but, um, I also like when they retheme it and, and sometimes put the lights on and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, like they've cool. done, they did, uh, the, the rock thing with the, when they did, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. Uh, very recently, uh, 2015, they did Hyperspace Mountain where they put in Jakku. Yeah, Hyperspace Mountain was great. I mean, you actually feel like you're flying through a space battle. I actually didn't get to go on Hyperspace Mountain. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Set. It was really cool. Um, you did. You had this last Disney one. Is there more Disney? I was getting Punisher ready. Yeah, you had the Disney releasing six classic princess movies. Oh, shoot. I almost forgot. Uh, so, Disney news. Really good Disney news, which is interesting. Actually, some of it's already passed, but um, what's uh, what's kind of cool is coming back to theaters. I guess is um, uh, six Disney princess movies, and this is so 
what they're doing is um it's called the Dream Big Princess Marathon. It's an event that's running now through mid-October. The marathon consists of six classic Disney princess movies, which will each be shown in theaters for a week, 14 times each, with showings offered at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, as well as 304, uh, three, so 304, 304 other AMC movie theaters nationwide. So, which we don't have near us. Well, we're not going to have it, but that's not the point. So, uh, one is Beauty and the Beast. That's September 15th. That's already passed. Mulan, September 22nd, also already passed. Um, Tangled, September 22nd. Moana, September 29th, which is tomorrow. Brave, as October 13th. I actually really like Brave. Yeah. And I think my favorite on the list is Prince and the Frog, which is, uh, October 6th. Um, yeah. Uh, that is my favorite. I love Prince of the Frog. It's a, it's a really good movie. And that makes sense for it being in October. Exactly. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that would be cool. That's one of the things I miss about living in big cities. You gonna be all right? Not really. <laughs> all right. So moving on to the Punisher. <laughs> all right, guys. So this will be our last little trailer thing that we're going to put up here tonight. Uh, this is going to be a badass. I love lines like that where it's like <laughs> in absolute darkness and chaos. Someone's like, bro, come on. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I love everything all, about that trailer. John Barenthal is fantastic. Yes. Second, that trailer has some of the best editing that I've seen in years. I want everyone to watch it on your own time. But go back and watch it, but don't. When you're watching it, listen to it. Yeah. Because the syncing up with the gunshots and the but not music only, too. But not only that, yeah. it was footsteps, drops of water and yeah. blood. Even the dialogue was patterned into the, the beat. Yeah. So seamless. That trailer was sick. So fantastic. Yeah. No, there was. And of uh, course, bringing in Metallica. Well, the Metallica, um, I haven't heard that song in so long, but you know, uh, one of my favorite shots was when he's going through the smoke coming through. And the music's playing, and he's like, he's shooting, and he comes back, and he comes back to the other guy, and it's just, ah, it's just so sick, dude. I love the Punisher. I love, yeah, he's great. I love me an antihero, but I loved him in Daredevil. Um, you know, regardless of what you think of 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 his role in Daredevil, I love it, and I'm very excited for this. Okay, this is we have like a month till this, right? Uh, It's coming out in a few weeks, actually. Actually, I think it's beginning of November. Is it November? Middle of November. It's like five weeks, six weeks. Um, little off topic, mm. but um, Marvel, Mar- yeah, you do. Marvel Comics just relaunched a new story, a new uh, series called uh, Legacy. Yeah, right. And one thing that they re they kind of redid it, it takes you back to origin stories, not necessarily origin stories, but early stories of characters. Yeah, they took Deadpool back to being evil. Oh, nice! I like that. So yeah, you're gonna like it. Good. Um, evil's okay. Yeah. Uh, so as far as, as a follow up to that, uh, the synopsis, I mean, you can get it from the trailer, but yeah, government people killed his family. He wants revenge. I'm going to read it anyway. Okay. So after exacting revenge on, uh, those responsible for the death of his wife and children, Frank Castle, John Barenthal uncovers a conspiracy that runs deeper, far deeper than New York's criminal underworld. Now known throughout the city as the Punisher, he must discover the truth about injustice that affect more than his family alone. Boom. Word. There it is. I could not be more excited for that. Honestly. Try to be. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I cannot do it. 
I'm incapable. Speaking of things, um, <laughs> Netflix wise, uh, and Marvel wise, the Defenders, um, sadly, it is the least viewed of Marvel's Netflix. Series. Okay. I have an, a, a bone to pick with. Do you this. have a theory? I do. Well, not necessarily a theory. I just have a question. Okay. Um, every other Netflix series has had 13 episodes. Defenders right. only has eight. eight. Do they take that into account of viewing numbers? Good point. But also, uh, what I'd like to throw out there is a lot of people probably didn't watch it because maybe they missed Jessica Jones or they missed Iron Fist or they missed, you know what I mean? Like maybe they want to catch up. Like you haven't watched Defenders yet. Exactly. I haven't watched Defenders yet because I'm halfway through Luke Cage and I haven't watched Iron Fist yet. Um, so let's see. The show also takes the top spot and biggest drop off in viewers of all the shows. Over the course of 30 days, Defenders dropped by 67%, 48%, and then 41% week by week. Um, and, and, you know, I think there's a lot more going on than just viewership, personally. Yeah, well, I mean, like we just said, those people that had watched, you know, one, two, three, four, five seasons of other stuff before we got to this, they're the ones that watched it in the first week. And there's fewer right. people that have not. So you're going to have a steep drop off. And that whereas like you're not going to have a steep drop off on the other ones because it's their first seasons and you don't have anything to catch up on. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, and and I'm with a couple people in the chat. I mean, I liked Defenders just fine. I saw all the other, I saw all four, I saw all of the other episodes of every other show though. Right. Um, my wife hadn't seen Jessica Jones um, and all of Daredevil, so she was missing some stuff there. Um, and honestly, it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's not the best show. Um, it's, it's almost like they all just kind of hap, a, haphazardly end up together and then they do some stuff and then it's over in eight episodes. You, you get to see Electra, you get to see all these elements. There was a lot, it was a heavy, um, supernatural element to it too. So I don't know. There's a lot going on here that I think. I, I just um, found it weird that it was trying to encompass so much right. and they cut it so short. Well, and by the time they kind of hit their stride, um, you would have lost some people because the first couple episodes, I think, were a little too slow for an eight episode arc. Well, because you have to introduce things right. to people that hadn't watched the other stuff. Yeah. And I'm with you, Skin. It needed, I, I'd say, at least 13 episodes. Um, bring in those other storylines, really bring in some of those side characters and, and make us remember. And, and granted, if you had seen Daredevil, you would know. And they do some flashbacky stuff, but you know, Electra plays a huge role in Defenders. Right. But and if you don't know how she was in Daredevil 2, then... But if you never watched Daredevil or you don't understand, or if you didn't get to the second season, there's no point. You would not know the impact of that character. Also, I did see that... Um, uh, what's her name? Claire Temple? Was there a Dawson? No, the uh, the girl Colin who plays Hill? the... Used to play the secretary for hmm. Foggy and Nelson. Oh, uh, the blonde. Karen. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Whatever. She is supposedly has a big role in Punisher. Which I'm excited about because... I love her character. Their their characters, they had a big role together in Daredevil. Yes. And um, I'm hoping... I think Punisher is going to be... Well, Punisher is going to be better than Defenders, sadly. But I, I liked elements of Defenders. Because you can focus on a story. I, I really liked elements of Defenders. I think it was... a. I think they maybe... I think they, if, if they had brought Defenders out uh, after the second seasons of this other stuff would have been better. People, there was still a sour taste in people's mouths uh, over Iron Fist. People weren't super stoked about that. There was only one, uh, you know, season of both Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. And Luke Cage. Let's give 
you know, I, I would have liked to see them go to Defenders after every episode had every show Crazy. had two seasons. And then Daredevil didn't need their their third season yet, but why not? You know what I mean? Right. Let everybody run their course and then go to Defenders. I don't know. That's yeah, just my opinion. That. So what else we got? Um, yeah, we have one thing from Sony. Um, you know, their Venomverse is still in the works. And as far as we know, their first movie is going to be Venom. And it's right. going to start Tom Hardy as um, Venom. But I, I can't remember the character. Uh, Brock. Uh, yeah, Eddie uh, Brock. Eddie Brock. Yeah. Um, but they're in talks to have Michelle Williams play the female lead. Oh, that'd be good. I think that would and work. And honestly, this is, they're, ta- they're finally taking a page out of the Marvel playbook of getting an Oscar worthy actress mm-hmm. to play the female lead. Yeah. Do a that. la Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. a la, um, uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Do that and, and it'll be okay. Yes. Right. All right, man. Uh, I think that's it. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, I think you should shut the hell up. <laughs> so, thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on all the things Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, find us on Twitter at Darth Pops is my Twitter handle and Will is at I'm Wiggs. And, uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and maybe Google Play. We're not sure. Um, but definitely find us on any podcatcher, uh, where you get your podcasts. Um, and, um, yeah, man. So there's a couple ways to support the show. Audibletraw.com slash usual podcast. Um, thanks, then You can get a, uh, free audiobook on us. Um, what just came out? A couple Star Wars novels. Yeah, pick just came up, out. uh, Leia Princess of Alderaan or Star Wars at a certain point of view. Certain point of view would be great. Um, and also another way to support the show as some of our patrons are in the, in the chat. Thanks for being there. Thanks for supporting us. Give us a buck or two an episode and um, we will give you stuff. Uh, we do trailer time. We do blooper reels, uh, early access to shows, that kind of thing. Um, and and look, we'll eventually send you socks and or maybe beer. And look at it this way. The the more that you contribute to Patreon, the less Marshall has to work on Thursday nights. Look, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> if you want us to be more consistent, give us more money. I'm seriously joking. Um, look, guys, thanks for being here throughout our inconsistencies this month and and we really we really appreciate it what oh uh new york city comic-con is happening and we usually talk about conventions at the end of the show let's not forget it really quick um we'll have some news from that for sure uh zen who's in the chat is going to be there so hopefully we can pick his brain when he gets back um we talked at the top of the show about the uh sotor community cantina so um uh yeah and so we'll talk to zen again and get maybe get him back on the show and and let us talk about games and all the things from Comic-Con. Absolutely. So, it'd be awesome, dude. So, uh, guys, you guys are awesome. Thanks for being in the chat. Zen, you're awesome. Thanks for supporting the show. Skiing as well. And uh, Everyone, make sure you have a fun. Have a fun. We'll see you all next week. Peace.